0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You don't always have to like him, but you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. problem is, it's the same vehicle. You've driven behind people like that, haven't you? They're always out there. We're out there. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Here's an email from uh, Stephanie in Edmonton. I am sad about him stepping down, as I would have voted for him at election time. Him being Kevin O'Leary. Uh, I also admire him for stepping down, and his explanation makes perfect sense. He's doing this because the numbers don't lie. He's able to assess the situation and come up with a solution. If he thinks Maxime Bernier is a good choice, then I will vote for him at election time if he wins the leadership race. Have a great day, and go, Oilers, go. Stephanie. Well, we're waiting for Maxime Bernier, who should be calling us any second. And by the way, Stephanie, I've been very good at making predictions. Everybody knows that. I predicted the Brexit. I predicted Brexit. I predicted the UK election. What else did I predict? Oh, the Quebec election. And then I predicted that Donald Trump was going to win the US election. And I tweeted the other night that the Edmonton Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. That is my prediction. And what they're doing now reminds me of what Paul Coffey told me on a golf course a couple of years ago about the Oilers in 1980. They were playing the Montreal Canadiens. They got them in the first round. And Paul said, we just barely squeaked into the into the playoffs. And now we see we're playing the Canadians. And we all just laughed. We figured we'd be gone in four games. They had just won four consecutive Stanley Cups. They had all these legendary names. And here we are, these kids playing the legendary team. <laughs> and you know what happened. I, I, was it four straight for the Oilers? I think it might have been four straight and the Habs were gone. So, uh, Stephanie and everybody who's an Oilers fan, I, I, I called the Oilers a couple of days ago, and that's the way it is. Maxime Bernier joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network, arguably the forerunner now in the, uh, in the leadership contest for the Conservative Party of Canada with the withdrawal of, uh, of Kevin O'Leary. Mr. Bernier, good to talk to you again. It was just last week we talked.
1: Thank you very much. It's a nice opportunity.
0: Did you? Uh, I mean, how sure were you that this was going to happen? That that uh, that that uh, Kevin O'Leary was going to walk away.
1: Well, you know, when he called me a week before and he asked me if I if I can resign, I I said Kevin, no, I won't resign. I'm in there until the end, and I will win it. And we laugh, and he said, okay, I just want to hear that from you from you. And a couple of days later, he texts me and he said, Maxime, I, I want to have a meeting with you as soon as possible. And we had that meeting Tuesday, Tuesday night at the end of the day. Uh, we had a good chat, a good discussion for two hours, and I was very pleased to have his support.
0: He told me that you would said to him, you're not going to sleep very well tonight because you have to decide what's more important, you or the party.
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, we uh, we, uh, we were, that after that discussion, uh, I think for Kevin and I, we knew that uh, we would be able together to beat Justin Trudeau, and that was the good news. And we look at the data, and like he said during the press conference last Wednesday, that he cannot win in Quebec against Justin Trudeau, and that is true. So, but together, we'll be a strong team, and we'll be sure to be there in 2019.
0: So, as Prime Minister of Canada, let's say that uh, that you're the Prime Minister of Canada today. And this is how we get to know something about Maxime Bernier. Many of us remember you as foreign minister. You had your difficulties at that time. We know what happened. That's water under the bridge. But. For some people, it's still going to be brought up. You know in an election campaign it'll be brought up, but I'm not going to talk about it today. What I do want to ask you, though, if you're the prime minister of this country and you're dealing with President Trump south of the border, and Mr. Trump has just told Americans, that's it, I'm canceling NAFTA. I'm out, we're out. You know what happened? Mr. Nieto and Mr. Trudeau called him, and then Donald Trump said, well, I think we can negotiate, but last night he again talked about being the end of NAFTA. How does Maxime Bernier, as Prime Minister of Canada, deal with Donald Trump on the issue of NAFTA? What do you say to him?
1: Uh, first of all, as you, as you say, uh, you know, Donald Trump is negotiating right now and he's using the media. So what we must do, I think, it is a, a little bit upset because the Trudeau government, they don't want to put the supply management, the cartel, on the table. You know, Canadians are paying, as you know, twice the price for milk, poultry and eggs. And we must abolish that. I'm the only politician in Canada that wants to abolish that for Canadian consumers. So I think that's why, you know, Trudeau must say to President Trump, OK, we'll put that on the table. That would be good for Canadian consumers. But if I'm doing that, I want something else. You, you have to stop to impose tariffs on our softwood lumber, and that will stop the negotiation. That Because right now, I think the Trudeau government, they don't want to move on supply management, and they will have to move for Canadian consumers, but also for our trade relation with the U.S.
0: You also have conservatives who challenge you on the supply management issue. I just talked to one a couple of minutes ago who thinks you're wrong.
1: Yeah, I said during the debate, you know, I don't understand my opponent, uh, the other candidate, defending uh, Pierre-Iliot Trudeau's socialist policies, 1971. That was a time when he brought supply management. It's a socialist system. It's a cartel. It is bad for Canadian consumers. And they just want to protect 19,000 dairy producers in Canada So it is wrong. It is not the right policy. And actually, that's why I'm the first runner right now, because our members, they understand that. And Canadians, they understand that I'm on the right side of the issue. They are on the wrong side. But, you know, that's life. And uh, I was uh, that campaign to be sure to have uh, debates of ideas. And that's the kind of a debate of ideas that I like.
0: So your feeling is that if you go to see Donald Trump or you're on the phone with the President of the United States, who I said earlier today, I don't think he has a lot of time for long explanations. I don't think he has a tremendously long attention span, and I don't mean to be unkind in saying that. I just think he's a guy who wants to move fast from issue to issue. And if you're dealing with him and he's dealing from a position of strength, you have to acknowledge that. So if you're negotiating with Donald Trump, you're giving him supply management. He's got to give you softwood lumber.
1: That's it. That's my deal. And I know that he wants to do a deal. And I'll tell him you know, what you're doing, imposing a tariff of 20 percent on our softwood lumber. It is bad for your American consumers. The cost of a new house in the U.S. will, will uh, increase by a thousand dollars. So, you know, it is hurting your own people. Let's just abolish that and speaking about more free trade. And yes, you're right that it is not fair that your dairy producer in Wisconsin cannot sell their milk in Canada. We'll fix that. I'm open. And let's have this discussion. So that's the way to start. That's why he's saying that. I think President Trump it is not happy with what Trudeau is telling him, that he wants to keep that supply management uh, uh, outside the table. It must be on the table.
0: What do you do if Donald Trump says... That's it. I've made up my mind. Prime Minister Bernier, NAFTA's finished. Then what do you do?
1: Uh, what I will do, you know, it will be a very a bad decision for, for the American and a bad decision for Canadians. It will be bad for both economies. I'll try to explain that. And what I'll do, we'll do uh, what we need to do. We'll uh, lobby the, the, the Americans. And because they know, they know in the U.S. Uh, that this free trade agreement was good for us and for the American. So we must to speak about the facts, and the facts are very positive, and we'll try to have a free trade agreement. But, you know, they're a sovereign country. If they want to do that and they decide to do that, we won't have any power to stop right. it. What so. we can do, what we can do, we can speak with the congressmen, we can do a big campaign in the U.S., try to stop that, and that will be the first thing to do. But after that, uh, looking to have more free trade agreements, one with the U.K., with other countries, but it will be it will be a, a very bad for 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 our economy and also for the US economy. You know our, our trade relation it's about seventy percent, so it's the biggest trade relation that the US they are having with us. If you compare that with other countries, so you know I think what he's doing right now he wants to force Trudeau to put supply management on the table, and I hope he'll do it. He must do it. We'll see what will happen.
0: Well, I. I don't want to be unkind to Mr. Trudeau. I'm not a fan of his, as most people know. But I really don't think that he has the political skill sets to make the necessary decisions that have to be made. I just don't think he's got the skills.
1: I hope he will for the good of this country. I hope so, too. Yeah, but uh, that's why I will push him, you know, uh, if I'm the leader of this party. Uh, the first question I will ask him in the House, the 28th of May, will be, to, will be that question. That will be this subject. I will be with you. Just abolish that. We'll do that together. Let's do. i give giving more, more courage to do that. So I think that can, that can help.
0: Okay, how many seats can you win in Quebec? My goal is to
1: win 40 seats in Quebec. If Brian Roney had 58 seats in Quebec in 1984, we can have at least 40 seats in Quebec. And so that's why I'm saying since the campaign, I look at the data, that will be our goal for the next election.
0: So you win 40 seats in Quebec, and you have basically opened the door to a majority government.
1: That's it. If we have 40 seats in Quebec, we'll have a majority government. That would be easier We'll have to just have more seats in Ontario and some more in BC, and that will be easier. You know, that's why I'm the only candidate who can bring that. I can speak to Quebecers. I can speak to Canadians. And they like the platform. We don't have to change uh, having a different platform to please Quebecers. It's the same platform. They understand the platform. So we'll speak about that and we'll be popular when you speak to your principles and you're an authentic politician. People like it. I don't try to please everybody. If you try to please everybody in politics, you won't win. You know, I just want to speak what is good for this country, more freedom, less government and, and, and being strong and, and that will uh, I think that will help to be back in government and to uh, phase out Saint Trudeau.
0: Hold on, Mr. Bernie, and we're going to come back because a lot of Canadians who listen to this program are based, who live in the province of Alberta. And they're very, very, they're actually totally fed up. Many Albertans who correspond with me are totally fed up with the manner in which the federal governments or the federal government and and successive federal governments have treated them. Albertans feel like they're always getting the short end of the stick, like they're constantly supporting the rest of the country with uh, equalization payments. And then what happens when uh, a new government-selected Alberta is basically forgotten? We know that Justin Trudeau, on his famous tour, uh, talked about the oil sands being phased out. Alberta listeners who knew that Mr. Bernier was going to be on this program sent me emails and uh, tweeted as well. I certainly sent emails that they wanted to know what Mr. Bernie is ideas were, and thoughts were, and initiatives were, on the oil sands, on pipelines, and particularly how to deal with a Montreal mayor who refuses to allow a major pipeline to go through the city of Montreal or expresses his objections that are supported by the Premier of Quebec. We'll come right back.
1: Roy won't take no or no comment sitting down.
0: This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Uh, like us on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. And there's my blog on uh, all the chorus radio stations that carry this program. Just uh, look at it in the uh, in the um, the on air lineup. So we're speaking with Maxime Bernier, who arguably now is the sole front runner, if you believe the polling, for the leadership of the Conservative Party. Although his opponents say that they still have. An excellent chance of uh, coming up the middle and maybe a second or third or fourth round of balloting. Uh, Who knows what's going to happen but uh, let's talk to Mr. Bernier and find out how he sees certain issues that affect regions in this country and you talk about the overall importance of a national sort of a cohesive country where we're all together. Mr. Bernier it's been an elusive goal for many years we're so regional but when I talk to people in Alberta which I do every weekend on this program quite regularly the issue of the oil industry comes up the oil sands come up which mr trudeau he didn't mean to say it but he did say it he uh, that they're being phased out or should be phased out when he was on his tour uh it doesn't sit well it also doesn't sit well that denny could the mayor of montreal is sort of the spokesperson for 83 mayors on in greater montreal who uh, do everything they can or did everything they could to stop the energy east pipeline what would you do as Prime Minister to deal with Kader, deal with the pipeline, deal with the oil sands? What would you do? Yeah,
1: first of all, I want to phase out any industry that will be the free markets who will do that if something happened. So I'm for pipelines. I think it is important to have a pipeline for the unity of our of our country. Uh, I was in uh, Nova Scotia and people over there, they want this pipeline. Same thing in Montreal. You know, the population in Quebec, therefore, pipeline. 71% of the population in a poll a couple of months ago, they were saying that they want to buy their oil and gas from Canada and they know that it is safer to transport oil and gas by pipeline pipeline, than by a train, because, as you remember, we had a big tragedy in Lac-Mégantic three years ago. So the mayor of Montreal, Denis Coderre, and also the mayor of, of Vancouver, they, they don't represent their population. And, first of all, they can give their opinions But we have to decide. It is under the jurisdiction and the responsibility of the federal government. So what I will do, I will streamline the process for being sure that we have an independent process. But also, I will approve pipeline. And we did a lot of consultation. Now it is time for action. So, yes, I know that the mayor of Montreal and Vancouver, they are against it. But, you know, that's only their opinion. We have to go ahead, and I will do it. Uh, same thing for the carbon tax, you know, I will, uh, I will repeal the carbon tax at the federal level, we don't need that, uh, if provinces want to impose a carbon tax, that that is their decision, but at the federal level, you won't have that.
0: One more question for you, and I've asked the other uh, contenders for the leadership of the Conservative Party this question as well. You're Prime Minister of Canada, you have a National Minister of Defence who says something that isn't true, who claims that he has accomplished something that he hasn't accomplished. We know we're talking about Mr. Mr. Sajjan and uh, Operation Medusa, where he said he was the architect. Not the first time he said it. He said it in 2015 as well. What do you do as prime minister? Do you ask for his resignation if he doesn't offer it?
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. You know... Uh, it's uh, it's an insult to our Canadian forces. Uh, you know, that was an operation that was very successful and people who did that, it's, it's, it's our people, it's our Canadian forces. It was a team effort and him claiming that uh, it is his huge success and I think it is not true and uh, he must uh, first, yes, apologize, but also resign.
0: Do you think that in any way it's a hindrance to you to run for Prime Minister of Canada and be a Quebecer.
1: You no, know, what I think, I think people, uh, they're ready to vote for a politician who believe in the same ideas. You know, I'm very pleased to be called the Albertan from Quebec. It's a big compliment. And also, as you know, I have a lot of support from MLAs at the provincial level in Alberta because they like the freedom ideas. They like my position on pipeline. They like my position on equalization. As you know, I want to freeze the amount of equalization. I want to lower the amount that is given to poor province by equalization. I want a fair formula. formula. The formula is not fair. I'm the only candidate to speak about that. It is not fair that my own province in Quebec will receive equalization money for the last 50 years because we are supposed to be a poor province, we must change the formula to be sure to give the right incentive to provinces like Quebec and Atlantic Canada to right. develop their own natural resources. Okay. So for me, speaking about our values, that's what it is most, most important for Quebecers and uh-huh. Canadians.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Bernier. Next time I see you, I expect to see you wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> I will. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for Have the time. Nice Good Thanks. talking to you Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Maxime Bernier. In a cowboy hat. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. 800-263-2428. You've heard Maxime Bernier. you heard Aaron O'Toole. you heard Andrew Scheer. You're going to hear Kelly Leach a little later on. Is it your sense that the conservatives have what it takes to form the next government? Or is it true to all over again? 800-263-2428.